It's Monday, and that means it's time to bring out some of the best and most memorable movies of all time, done up especially for radio on Monday Matinee. And now, here's your host, Dennis Daly. And on this Monday Matinee, a movie that is the favorite movie of many, many people, The Maltese Falcon. With a great original cast, Humphrey Bogart, Sidney Greenstreet, well, just a ton of people. And we have it for you today, done live before a studio audience. And that's the way all of our movies are going to be done. Not the soundtrack of the movies, but a new presentation, often with the original stars. Here is The Maltese Falcon. private detective, sometimes known as Private Eye. My files in the case of the Maltese Falcon are closed, but I've got the Maltese Falcon. I got it, and some dough. My partner got murdered, and a very slick chick went up for life. I'll tell you about it. comes to see me one day, gives me a song and dance about her sister and a guy called Floyd Thursby. She wants us to get her sister back before her mother and father get in from Hawaii. I put my partner, Miles Archer, on the case. That night, he gets murdered. And so does this guy, Thursby. I go around to the apartment where the dame is living, the one called Bridget O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> she had something I seemed to go for. Oh, uh, Mr. Spade. Come in. I have come in. <laughs> oh, yes, so you have. Mr. Spade, tell me, am I to blame for last night? You warned us that Thursby was dangerous. Of course, you lied to us about your sister and all that, but that doesn't count. We didn't believe you. Oh, help me, Mr. Spade. I, I need help so badly. I've no right to ask you, but I do ask you. Help me. <laughs> you won't need much of anybody's help. You're good. You're awful good. It's chiefly your eyes, I think, and that throb you get into your voice when you say things like, Help me, Mr. Spade. I deserve that. But, oh, the lie was in the way I said it, and not at all in what I said. If I'm going to help you, I've got to have some sort of a line on you, Floyd Thursby. I met him in the Orient. We came here from Hong Kong last week. Did he kill Archer? Yes, certainly. Picked a nice sort of playmate. Only that sort could have helped me if, if he had been loyal. How bad a hole are you actually in? As bad as could be. Physical danger? Oh, I'm not heroic. I don't think there's anything worse than death. Then it's that. It's that as surely as we're sitting here. Unless you help me. Who killed Thursby? Your enemies or his? I don't know. Uh, his, I suppose. I I'm afraid. I, I don't know. Who are these enemies? Well, there's a small dark man with white teeth and a... Smooth, dangerous, fat man. Oh, this is hopeless. Well, how much money have you got? I have about $500 left. Give it to me. There's only 400 here. I had to keep some to live on. 
Okay. I'll be back as soon as I can. You needn't come to the door with me. I can let myself out. I went by the office then and found a dark little guy with very white teeth waiting for me. His name was Joel Cairo. He was a Greek. Mr. Spade, I'm trying to recover an, an ornament that has been, shall we say, mislaid. I thought and hoped you could assist me. Uh-huh. The ornament is a statuette, the black figure of a bird. I'm prepared to pay the sum of $5,000 for its recovery, and no questions asked. $5,000 is a lot of money. It's a very interesting figure. You will put your hands together at the back of your neck, Mr. Spade. Huh? Oh, sure. I shall shoot you if you try to stop me, Mr. Spade. But I must search your office. Well, you won't find anything but a pair of worn-out rubbers, a half pint of rum, and a pack of chewing gum. We shall see. Please stand up. So. Sure. This way? No, the other way. Sure. I'll take the gun, Mr. Cairo. Now get up. I am very slow in things like that, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm still prepared to pay $5,000 for the return of the figure. Do you have it, Mr. Spade? No. If it is not here, why did you just risk serious injury to prevent my searching for it? Well, I should sit around and let people come in and stick me up. You wish some assurance of my sincerity? A retainer? I might. Say, $100? Oh, you better make it 200 Thanks. Your first guess was that I had the bird. What's your second guess? That you know where it is, or where you can get it. Now, you're not hiring me to murder or do burglary, but to get back the figure in some lawful way. Say, from a dame with red hair, or a smooth, dangerous fat man. Oh, so you know. You must beware of them. They would stop at nothing. May, may I have my pistol now? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'd forgotten it. Thank you. Now, Mr. Spade, you will kindly clasp your hands behind your neck. What the... Don't move, Mr. Spade. <laughs> this time I might shoot. I insist on searching your office. <laughs> sure. Go ahead. I finally got rid of the Greek and started back for Bridget O'Shaughnessy's apartment. Matter of fact, I had a hunch that the Greek was going there himself and started to tail his cab when a sad-faced guy poked something into my back and said, Come on. The fat man wants to see you. Here he is, Mr. Gutman. The guy who was talking to the dame in the Greek. Ah, Mr. Spade. Mr. Gutman? We begin well, sir. I distrust a man who talks too much. I like to talk. Of course, talking something you can't do judiciously unless you keep in practice. Yeah. Now, sir, we'll talk if you like. And I'll tell you right out that I'm a man who likes talking to a man who likes to talk. Swell. Will we talk about the blackbird? You're the man for me, sir. No beating about the bush right to the point. Let us talk about the blackbird by all means. Mr. Spade, have you any conception of how much money can be got for that blackbird? No. Well, sir, if I told you, if I told you half, you'd call me a liar. No, no, not even if I thought so. Would you just tell me what it is and I'll figure out the profits? You mean you don't know what that bird is? Well, I know what it's supposed to look like. I know the value in human life you people put on it. So Shaughnessy didn't tell you what it is? And Cairo didn't either? 
He offered me 10000 for it. $10,000? And <laughs> dollars, mind you, not even pounds. They must know what it is. Or do they? What is your impression? I can't tell. They're both lying. If they don't know, I'm the only one in the whole wide sweet world who does swell. When you've told me, that'll make two of us. Mathematically correct, sir. But I don't know for certain that I'm going to tell you. Oh, don't be foolish. You know what it is, I know where it is. That's why I'm here. Well, sir, where is it? Oh, don't be silly. You see, I must tell you what I know, but you will not tell me what you know. That is hardly equitable, sir. No, no. I don't think we can do business along those lines. Yeah, well, think, think again and think fast. I can get along without you and keep that gunsel, gunsel away from me while you're making up your mind. I'll kill him. Well, sir, I must say you the most violent temper. Well, what are you wasting time for? You've got till 5.30, then you're either in or out for keeps. Three characters and a black bird. Well, all I knew was my partner was dead and the cops were getting very uncooperative about the whole thing, including who killed Floyd Thursby. I thought I'd better get back to see that O'Shaughnessy dame before it was too late. Sure enough, it almost was. They came here and took him away. Took who away? Who? The police. They, they wanted to talk to you, too. They took Mr. Cairo with well, them. What was he doing here? He came to talk about the bird. What is this bird, this falcon that everybody's all steamed up about? Suppose I wouldn't tell you anything at all about it. What would you do? Something wild and unpredictable? Maybe. Well, it's a black figure, as you know. Smooth and shiny of a bird, a hawk or falcon about 12 inches high. Now, what makes it so important? I don't know. They wouldn't tell me. But they promised me 500 pounds if I helped them get it from the man who had it. Go ahead. They promised me 500 pounds to help them, and I did. Then we found that Joel Cairo was going to take the falcon and desert Floyd and me. So we did that to Joel first. You are a liar. I am a liar. I've always been a liar. Uncle, don't brag about it. Is there any truth at all in that yarn? Some. Not very much. Well, we've got plenty of time. I'll put some coffee on and we'll try again. Oh, I'm so tired. So tired of lying and thinking up lies and not knowing what is a lie and what is the truth. Oh, darling, don't stare at me like that. Come closer, darling. It is something to do while waiting. Why not? Kiss me, Sam Spade. Kiss me. Why not? Well, it happens every time. I'll get it. Be careful, darling. Okay. Come on, you. He wants to see you. Well, if it isn't the fat man's killer. Hello, pale face. How many did you bump off today? Shut up. Cupman's waiting for no you. No kidding. What kept you? Darling, what does he want? He wants me. The fat man's been thinking things over. We'll return to Monday Matinee after this. Within the last half hour, there's a good chance you were on your smartphone. Or there's a good chance you were on your laptop, tablet, or desktop searching the Internet for some much-needed information. As a business owner or manager, you've got products and services and you need to reach new customers. We can help. TOC Direct Digital can help build you a custom digital campaign. 
just email digital at originalcompany.com. That's digital at originalcompany.com. Now more of our Monday matinee. Apologize for sending for you in this fashion. Uh, never mind. Let's talk about the bird. All right, let's. What do you think of the order of the Hospital of St. John of Jerusalem? Crusaders or something, weren't they? Very good. In 1539, these crusading knights persuaded Emperor Charles V to give them the island of Malta. He made but one condition. They were to pay him each year for the tribute of a falcon in acknowledgement that the Malta was still under Spain. Do you follow me? Yeah. Have you any conception of the extreme immeasurable wealth of the order of that time? Well, I imagine they were pretty well fixed. They were rolling in wealth, sir. They hit upon the happy thought of sending the emperor for the first year's tribute, not an insignificant naive bird, but a glorious golden falcon encrusted from head to foot with the finest jewels in their coffer. Allow me to replenish your drink, sir. Well, what do you think of these knights? I don't know. Well, sir, the glorious falcon never reached Spain. Buccaneers raided the galleon. In 1713, the bird showed up in Sicily. In 1840, in Paris. And it had by that time acquired a coat of black enamel, looking like nothing but a fairly interesting black statue. In 1923, a Greek dealer found it in an obscure Paris shop. He knew what it was. I heard about it in London and rushed over to buy it. But the Greek was murdered and the falcon gone. That was 23 years ago. For 23 years, I searched for the bird. I traced it to the home of a Russian general, Kamedov, but he wouldn't sell, even though he knew nothing of its value. I was forced to send my agents after it. They got it, sir, but I haven't got it. But I'm going to get it, sir. Um, how soon can you, uh, how soon are you willing to produce the falcon? Uh, a couple of days. That is satisfactory. Well, sir, here's a fair bargain and profits large enough for both of us. Well, what's your idea of a fair bargain? Shall I say 100,000? Why not? What did you say to a quarter of a million? Oh, then you think the dingus is worth a million, no? Why not? Yeah, why not? Hey, I... I feel kind of funny, Gutman. That drink. My dear man, how could you suggest anything so crude? I... I... Uh... Mm -hmm. Wilma, Wilma. Yeah. The drink got him, huh? Put your guns away, Wilma. You must learn to be subtle in these things, like me. Out like a light, huh? Well, I owe him something to loss. He thinks he's tough. Let's see if he can take this. <laughs> That's enough, Wilma. You kicked him enough. You never do to kill him here. Besides, Wilma, you know how I hate the sight of blood.
name of Sam Spade was a cinch for the back page obituaries, but I came out of it somehow and managed to get up and stagger out of that apartment. I went around to the hotel where Joel Cairo had a room and made a deal with a house dick to let me search it. All I could find was a newspaper in the wastebasket folded back to the steamship news. There was a list of arrivals and one was marked. It said, 8, 7 a.m., the La Paloma from Hong Kong. That was good enough for me. I got a cab and rode down to the docks. The La Paloma was on fire and burning beautifully. I went back to my office to hold my aching head and think things over when the door opened. The tall guy in a long black overcoat stood there with a package in his hands, making gurgling noises before he fell like a tree. He should have. He was dead. I took a good look at him. He was the mate off the La Paloma. I unwrapped his package, and there it was. The black bird. The Maltese falcon. I grabbed the phone and listened. It was British, Bridget O'Shaughnessy, and she said she was in trouble. I found her shivering in a dark corner of an office building. I took her and the falcon home to my apartment. I put her on the couch in the icebox where no one would think to look for anything, including ice. I came back in and switched on the lights and found a surprise party waiting to greet me. Well, sir, we're all here. Now, let's sit down and be comfortable and talk. Sure. Get away from me, Gunshill. You're not going to frisk me. Stand still. Shut up. Put your paw on me and I'm going to make you use that gun. Ask your boss if he wants me shut up before we talk. Never mind, Wilma. You're certainly a most headstrong individual, Mr. Spade. Well, let's be seated. You too, Cairo. You can put down your gun, too. Of course, Mr. Spade. I was only using caution, as it were. You ready, Gutman? Are you ready to make the first payment and take the falcon off my hands? Well, sir, as to that, here are $10,000, sir. Oh, we were talking about more money than this. Yes, sir, we were. <laughs> but this is genuine coin of the realm, sir. With a dollar of this, you can buy $10 of talk. Besides, there are more of us that be taken care of now. Well, that may be, but I've got the falcon. I should not think it would be necessary to remind you, Mr. Spade, that though you may have the falcon, yet we certainly have you. Yes, I'm trying not to let that worry me. We'll come to the money later. There's another thing to be taken care of first. We've got to have a fall guy. The police have to have a victim. Somebody they can stick for those three murders. Two. Only two murders, Mr. Spade. Thursby undoubtedly killed your partner. All right, too. What difference does it make? The point is, we've got to give the police... Come, come, Mr. Spade. You can't expect us to believe at this late date. You are the least afraid of the police, or that you're not able to... Hang... I'm up to my neck, Gutman. I've got to come through with somebody, a victim, when the time comes. If I don't, I'll be it. Let's give him the gun, so he actually did shoot Thursby, and the other one, didn't he? Anyway, he's made to order for the part. Let's turn him over to the cops. Get up on your feet. I've taken all the writing from you I'm going to take. Get up. Shoot it out. No, no, Wilma. Don't shoot. There. There, Gunsel. That'll take care of you. Put him on the sofa. Sorry, Bridget, but you seem to have recovered. I'm... I'm all right. Good. Well, gentlemen, there's our fall guy. Now, gentlemen, you agree or I'll turn the falcon and the whole lot of you in. Mr. Spade, I don't like this. What if we uh, took matters into our own hands and killed you? You won't. 
or you'll never find the falcon. True, but there are other ways we could make you talk. No, I'd take it and make you kill me, and then you'd end up the same way. <laughs> oh, I believe you would, too. <laughs> well? I've always felt toward Wilmer like a father. But you can have him. Swell, let's get the details fixed. Why did he shoot Thursby? Thursby was Miss O'Shaughnessy's ally. We thought in disposing of him, we would teach Miss O'Shaughnessy to patch up her differences with us regarding the fork. And the mate from the La Paloma. That was Miss O'Shaughnessy's fault. <gasps> Cairo got in touch with me when he saw the notice of the ship's arrival. He remembered that the mate and Miss O'Shaughnessy had been friendly in Hong Kong. He called on this man, but he, with Miss O'Shaughnessy and the bird, slipped through our fingers. We followed them to her apartment, and Wilma shot the mate as he was coming down the fire escape. He shot him many times, but the man was tough, and he did not drop the falcon. We um, persuaded Miss O'Shaughnessy to call your office, but unfortunately she did not call in time to prevent you from meeting the mate and getting the falcon. I see. And now, sir, would it be presumptuous if we asked to see the falcon? Okay. It's in my icebox. Icebox, I see. <laughs> you are a character, sir. Yes, very, very clever of you. Very. I've got it. I've got it. Bring it in here at once. Here. Right in this. Now, after 23 years. It is it. We make sure... Give me your knife, sir. Here. I'll peel off some of this disfiguring enamel. It. It's a fake. All right, O'Shaughnessy, you've had your little joke. Now tell us about no, it. No, Sam, no, that's the one I got from the Russian, I swear. You bungled it, Gutman. You and your stupid attempt to buy it. The Russian caught on how valuable it was. No wonder we had so little trouble stealing it. You imbecile. You bloated idiot. Yes. This is the Russian's hand. There's no doubt of it. Well, sir, what do you suggest? Shall we stand here and shed tears and call each other names? Or shall we go to Istanbul and to interview our Russian friend? Go to Istanbul? For 23 years, I have wanted that little item and have been trying to get it. If I must spend another year on the quest, well, that will be an added expenditure in time only. We'll return to Monday Matinee after this. Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you need and what you want. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. Of our Monday matinee. Wilma's gone. Wilma's gone. So he has. That makes it imperative that we go to. Oh, by the way, sir, I've traveled you for my envelope containing the $10,000. I kept my end of the bargain, but I'll settle for a thousand for expenses. Thank you. I'll allow you the thousand. That'll take care of my time. Now, sir, we'll say goodbye to you unless you care to undertake the Istanbul expedition with us. You don't? That's too bad. Well, sir, the shortest farewells are best. Adieu. All right, 
Martha Shaughnessy talk. Where shall I begin? You came to me and asked me to have Thursby followed. I put my partner on it. He followed Thursby. He was killed. You must have told Thursby he was being followed. I told him, yes, but please believe me, Sam. I wouldn't have told him if I'd thought Floyd Thursby would kill your partner. Miles hadn't many brains, but he had too many years' experience as a detective to be caught like that by a man he was shadowing up a blind alley with his gun tucked away in his hip and his overcoat buttoned. But it'd have gone up there with you, Angel. He was just dumb enough for that. And then you could have stood as close to him in the dark as you liked and put a bullet through him. Don't, don't talk like that to me, Sam. You know I didn't Stop know... It. Why did you shoot him? I, I didn't mean to at first. I, I can't look at you and tell you this. You fact. thought Thursby would tackle him. If he got Thursby, then you were rid of him. If Thursby won, you had something on him. Enough to be rid of him for good. Wasn't that it? Something like that. But when Thursby backed down, you took the gun and did the job yourself. Oh, Sam, sweetheart, from the very first instant I saw you, I knew. You angel. Well, if you get a good break, you'll be out of San Quentin in 20 years, and you can come back to me then. I hope they don't hang you, precious, by that sweet neck. You know deep down in your heart that in spite of anything I've done, I love you. I don't care who loves who. I'm not going to play the sap for you. I won't walk in Thursby's and I don't know how many others' footsteps. You killed my partner and you're going over for it. Why must you do this to me, Sam? Surely your partner wasn't as much to you Listen, as... listen to me. This won't do any good. You'll never understand me, but I'll try once and then give it up. Listen. When a man's partner is killed, he's supposed to do something about it. And it happens we're in the detective business. Well, when one of your organization gets killed, it's bad business to let the killer get away with it. Bad all around. Bad for every detective everywhere. You can't send me to the... Sam, you can't. You love me. You love me. <sighs> Maybe I do. What of it? Maybe next month I won't. I've been through it before. I'll have some rotten nights after I've sent you over, but that'll pass. I want you, sure, but I won't take you at the price because of all... Because all of me wants to, regardless of consequences. Because you counted on that with me the same as you counted on that with all the others. Sam, darling, kiss me, kiss me. Sure. Sure, baby. What are you doing? Who are you calling? The cops, baby. The cops to come and take you away. Ah, yes, the Maltese Falcon. And a surprise, I said this was going to be a double feature. It's a triple feature. Now Ray Milland in Arise, My Love. Spain, summer of 1939. The Spanish Civil War is over. The actors take their places in the wings ready to go on stage for the Second World War. Some, however, have finished their careers. They wait in a military prison to pay the price of the defeated. Well, Lieutenant, my turn to be shot, huh? Well, I'm ready. 
Here's my last will and testament. Bring it with you. Your wife has won you a reprieve, Lieutenant Martin. My what? Your wife. Your pardon. Wife? You nuts? Senor, you will come this way, huh? Oh, Tom! Tom, it's you! Darling, don't you understand? You're free. You're pardoned. Your wife is here. Haven't you got a kiss for her? Yeah, sure. Oh, Dom, leaving me in a New York apartment with back rent and one child and another one on the way. No. Oh, Tom, I hate you. I hate you. Maybe I shouldn't come for you at all. Uh, Senora, he, he is a young man. When I was his age and engaged, I too ran away for service in Spanish Morocco. Uh, Salvador, bring the prisoner's belongings at once. I'm sure Senora and Senora Martina are in a hurry to leave. Oh, Tom! Tom, you're free! Uh-huh. So it seems, darling. The papers await your signature. Uh, very well, Lieutenant. I'll take care of them at once. Come. <laughs> All right. Let's have it. Who are you? Be careful if you don't want the two of us shot. They might be listening. Well, what gives, gorgeous? I'm Augusta Nash, Associated News. I thought of this gag to make a story. An exclusive beat. But why pick me? It had to be an American for the home papers. You see? Oh, sure, sure. I hope you don't mind. Of course not. I can get shot any day. My darling, my darling. Oh, they've been so kind. The Spanish are the most civilized people on earth. They have so, so... Uh, <clears throat> uh, I beg your pardon, but uh, it is time for you to go. Can I call you a car? No, Your Excellency. I hired one. We're catching the plane for Paris at 2.55. Paris. I'd much rather be in Paris this afternoon than in your pine box, Governor. Goodbye, Excellency. And again, I thank you from the bottom of an overflowing heart. It is nothing, nothing. Oh, come, darling. The car is waiting. Yes. Goodbye. They, uh, they say he shot down 19 of our planes. Eh? Oh, oh, yes. A very good pilot. He forgot something. A letter. An address to you. His last will and testament, I think. Uh-huh. No harm in reading it. Eh? What a man will write when he is about to die. Uh, finally, I direct that there shall be no melancholy among these, my flying friends, as I die an orphan and a bachelor. Yes, sir. A bachelor. Maldita! She's not his wife! We have been tricked! What kind of a church bell makes a sound like that? That's no church. That's the alarm bell at the prison. Tom, we're trapped. They're coming across the field. Get the plane. Come on. Is this or nothing? Look out, the mechanic spotted you. Case the shade. Take care of you, Stitch. Shut up! Tom, Tom, help me. I can't get in. Up you go, baby. Hold on. This is going to be the fastest takeoff in the books. Here we go. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. And come away. You said that. 
I distinctly remember you saying it as we took off. <laughs> yeah, Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 13. I know, but why? Why, good luck. Some pilots say terrible things. I say nice things. You scared? Yeah, but I've got a Lulu of a story. You ought to get better soon. We've got exactly 47 gallons of gas. This crate is two miles to the gallon. That's 94 miles. It's 120 to the French border. Why didn't you steal a plane with a full tank? Look, I got a good notion to get out of this fat little cloud we're in and let those two fighters on our tail get in a few bursts at you. Have we got things on our tail? Yes, Spaniards with no souls at all. This will make a much better story if we land in France. I'm sure it will. If we land back in Spain, it'll look reasonably like an obituary, baby. Tom, they're shooting at me. Get back in your cloud. All right, but you better be grateful to me when we do. was close. But what a story I've got now. Oh, I don't know. What do you mean? It's got everything. Reporter tricks fascists. Rescues doomed pilot. Chased by fighters. Makes French border with tailwind and prayer and one drop of gasoline left. What about love interest? What do you mean, love interest? Just what I say. Better move over here, close. I will not. Okay. to put love interest in this epic? No! Yes, yes, anything you say! Now, as I was saying, what this tale needs is a little love interest. Uh, darling? about that last drop of gasoline. Where are we? Coming down in French territory. Oh, what a ride. Well, you got your story, didn't you? And you're alive, aren't you? Okay, Miss Brisbane, hold on. We'll return to Monday Matinee after this. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Now, more of our Monday matinee. Lafayette, we are here. To coin a phrase. Yeah, I got lots of them. What happens now? I'm getting to a telegraph office to file my story. Wait. What for? You can't take advantage of me now. Look, now, don't be a dope, Gusto. Go roll your hoop, hero. You're only a front-page story in my life. And if I never see you again, it'll be okay with me. Hello? Uh, monsieur, a lady is on her way up to see you. Miss Augusta Nash of the Associated News, monsieur. No! Oh, but yes. Oh, but of course. Now Paris is really Paris. <laughs> uh, j- j- just a moment. 
Well, if it isn't French page gusto herself. Come on in, baby. Paris sure was lonesome without you. I'm here on assignment. I had to come. Well, that's too bad. I've got to know everything about you. 50,000 more words, as a matter of fact. You're a big success in the hometown papers. That's what love interests will do. If I told the truth about what a cad you are, you'd be the biggest heel in the United States. But in Paris, oh, la, la. I've got a camera. Uh, a great big cameraman standing just outside that door. One pass out of you and he'll take your picture for a welcome mat. Relax, Miss Nash. You're as safe with me as you would be at home in a Ford Roadster on a Saturday night. Thank you. Now, let's get the thrilling details of your moronic childhood. Born? Yes, though some people seem to resent it. Where? Cleveland, Ohio. But tonight I'm in Paris, and they have a guillotine here for people who work at this hour. It's 8 o'clock. Uh, ten of. All right. But on the Champs-Élysées, the lights are bursting into bloom. In the restaurants, wines are growing cold, and women, women are putting perfume behind their ears. Miss Nash, have you ever been to Maxime's? No, I always carry a box lunch. <sighs> Well, it has a red plush, candlelight, mirrors, caviar, champagne, and there's something in the air. L'amour? Yeah, all right, so I'm devoting my first three nights to it. That's an awful lot of amour. I was in jail an awful long time. I have reserved a table for nine o'clock. I won't go. Who's inviting you? I'm meeting a lady there. With perfume behind her ears? Well, as a matter of fact, she's a Romanian. Oh. <laughs> you know anything about Romanians? No, no, I collect Persians. Uh, well, Romanians have no sense of time. This one always keeps me waiting. Now, while I'm waiting, I can be interviewed. You can be stuffed for all I care. Of course. You can go back to Associated News and tell them that you couldn't get the additional 50,000 words because... I see what you mean. Then shall we say Maxine's at nine? Why, certainly, Mr. Martin, certainly. You will know me because I'll be wearing a shawl over my head. When you hear the slap of my bare feet on the floor... Just tell the waiter I'm the girl with your laundry. Good. And when my Romanian heavy date shows up, I'll expect you to run along. Good evening, Miss Nash. See you at nine. No! With six German armies pushing rapidly toward the heart of Poland with Nazi bombs falling on every important Polish town, the French and English governments await an answer to their ultimatum. General mobilization has been ordered in both countries. Tom! There's a train to Paris at 8.5. Uh, you are Americans, I believe. Before you came in, there was a broadcast from your embassy in Paris asking that all Americans return to America as soon as possible. Thank you. Oh, Tom, what do we do now? Well, you feel pretty foolish to take a part in all the races, on. Yes, we stay. We're not turning back now. We're not running home just because we got sentimental for a day or two. No, we make great gestures, don't we? We're gallant, we're reckless. We're the new lost generation, you flying till it happens, till they smash it a bit. And I writing and writing. Oh, Tom, I wouldn't care if I never wrote another word. Gusto. Oh, Tom. You laugh at the little newsreels in Cleveland. To me, Cleveland sounds like heaven. Heaven? I'm 
sorry. Ile de France is sold out. Aquitania is sold out. Washington sold out. But you said we... Oh, oh yes, madam. Oh, here you are. Two on the Athenia. Oh, good. Tom, we're on the Athenia. Uh, boat leaves Liverpool at four o'clock. Plane in one hour. Thank you very much. Here you are, sir. Champagne and mint. And four glasses is ordered, sir. Thank you, steward. You expecting a storm tonight? Oh, no, sir. Just a precautionary measure, so the lights can't be seen. The Admiralty has ordered a complete blackout. No calls for alarm. We're at war, sir. So we've heard. Well, here's to Augusta Nash. Korea woman, foreign correspondent, queen of headlines. Goodbye, Korea woman. Into the ocean with the glasses. Into the mighty deep. Toast number two, the Tom Martin, Crusader, Avenger of the Oppressed. Goodbye, Tom Martin, Crusader. Into the deep, deep, deep. None of the Athenians' life preservers so left. Not even a thought. Not even a thought. Dead men tell no tales. Tom, you wouldn't have it any other way. No. No, darling. We're playing for keeps. Oh, Tom, I... Tom! Tom! We've been torpedoed. Clear those boats. Make for the coast of Ireland. Tom! Tom! Here comes more boats. Down the beach, they sail more towards the village. Oh, more boats. Gusto. Oh, oh Gusto, no. darling, my darling. Oh, you looked so little in that lifeboat when it pulled away. What happened to you? They fished me out of the water. One of three seaplanes. I've been flying with them. Flying? Yeah. A New Zealand kid, RAF. Two dozen times you set that five-ton plane down in the sea and picked somebody up. You don't think this is the end? That some crowd down in that sub is going to click his heels and say that freedom is a sign of weakness and incompetence? And that he and his master race only have to push a button and we all go down like stones to the bottom? No. This isn't the end. This is the beginning, darling. A beginning of something you and I have to end before we can go back to Cleveland. Before any free person can go back anywhere and stay free. I know, Tom. I know. There must be a phone in the village and I have a story to tell the world. That will be a beginning. We're ready, sir. Thank you. Yes, darling. You say it to America. Say, arise, my love, be strong so you can stand up straight and say to anyone under God's heaven, all right, whose way of life will it be, yours or ours? Goodbye, darling. Not goodbye. Just, I'll be seeing you. Yes, darling. I'll be seeing you. This way, sir. Okay, RAF, after you. Dennis Daly returns to the microphone with a word about our next offering on Monday Matinee. Next week, something really delightful. Most of the original cast of The Wizard of Oz, including Judy Garland. 
doing their parts live on radio. So join me next Monday for The Wizard of Oz. <laughs>